What are the top seven myths around cholesterol? So the first one is that you absolutely do need cholesterol. There's a lot of people out there that are like, Dr. Allo, you are so anti-cholesterol. What is wrong with you? We need cholesterol to live. Cholesterol is necessary for life. Yes, absolutely. Without question, I agree with you. We absolutely need cholesterol for life. Every single cell in your body makes cholesterol. Let me say that again. Every single cell in your body makes cholesterol. That is not a question. That's not a debate. That's not up for discussion based on science and data and the facts. Every single cell in your body, absolutely, without question, makes cholesterol. That is the number one myth that people think that you don't need cholesterol. No. So you don't need extra circulating cholesterol because that's how your body gets rid of extra cholesterol. Let's say your muscles in your arm have made more cholesterol than they need. The way they get traffic back is is through lipoproteins. And I did a whole podcast on lipoproteins. Go listen to it. But the way they get traffic back to your liver to be eliminated is via lipoproteins. So we do need uh, lipoproteins. Um, we absolutely need to have uh, lipoproteins to traffic cholesterol back. The next myth about cholesterol is that there is such a thing called good cholesterol or bad cholesterol. Now, I explained this a little bit in the lipoprotein lecture on the podcast about lipoproteins, but the cholesterol itself is neither good nor bad. It is just being trafficked in different types of lipoproteins. It can be in chylomicrons, it can be in VLDLs, LDLs, IDLs, HDLs, what have you. The various lipoproteins at different times in their life cycles may be performing tasks that we think are sometimes good or are sometimes bad. Like if HDL is removing cholesterol out of the arteries in your heart, that's good. When it gives it to an H to an LDL and the LDL has to return it back to the liver to get rid of it, that is also good. So an LDL, part of its lifetime, is returning cholesterol back to the liver to be removed. So it's playing a good a good role. HDL, same thing. Sometimes it's dysfunctional or not functional and may not be playing uh, such a good role. So that would be the, the other myth. Um, the next myth is that everyone needs to get their uh, cholesterol down to zero or like super low levels. Not everyone needs to get their cholesterol down that low. We are, as doctors, we don't just put everybody on medications to lower their LDLs or their cholesterol. We want to know what your risk factors are. If you've already had a heart attack or stroke, how risky is it? What other risk factors you may or may not have? That is how we decide if we are going to lower your uh, cholesterol or not. Now, I would agree with you maybe that the vast majority of people probably do uh, need to get it lower, but a lot, many people don't. And the people that don't, we're not going to mess with it, right? The next myth is that people with familial hypercholesterolemia, this is a genetic incredibly high cholesterol level, have some other problem that kills them, like some kind of thrombosis or clotting disorder or something. That is absolutely not true. We've studied that. It's been studied over and over again. It just simply is not true. That's what these people online are telling you to sell you this dream of just buy my supplement uh, instead. So that is kind of the problem there. Another myth, and I, I think maybe we're on like five or six, is that oxidized LDL is the only LDL that is a problem. So we used to think this probably in the 80s or 90s. 
Since that time, that has completely been debunked. Any oxidized LDLs removed out of circulation immediately. There's almost no way for oxidized LDL to exist in your bloodstream. Uh, and it's just not true. People who tell you that are also usually trying to sell you some kind of dream or supplement or what have you. The next one, I think we're on like number six now, is that only small LDL really is the problem. That only small particles are a problem. They're the only ones that get into your uh, arterial uh, intima and they're the ones that cause the problem. So that, that is not true either. All LDL particles are somewhere between 18 and 24, maybe 25 nanometers in size. They are all incredibly small. Is there a variance between their sizes? Yeah, absolutely. Does it matter? No, because when you look at the studies where they try to predict atherosclerosis or see what causes it, it doesn't matter if the LDL particles are larger, more dense, smaller, you know, more more dense, larger, not not more dense, like have more buoyancy. You know, some of these people call them large and fluffy versus small and not fluffy. Um, that's just kind of childish. But the LDL particle size makes no difference. It's the total amount of particles that makes a difference. Um, the next myth, and I think we're maybe on like seven, is that doctors, is that cardiologists are trying to trick all of us. First, they tell us it's the cholesterol. Then they tell us it's the LDL cholesterol. Then they tell us it's the HDL to total cholesterol ratio. Then they tell us it's the triglyceride to HDL ratio. Then they tell us it's the APOB. Now all these online medfluencers and healthfluencers are saying, you know, when are cardiologists going to make up their mind? Uh, it's the APOB now. All of a sudden they're going to blame, just because, because they, we did studies on LDL and since LDL doesn't show anything, which first of all is not true, but since LDL isn't as predictive as APOB, now they want to blame the APOB. So first of all, these people don't understand what they are saying because APOB is just another way of measuring particle counts. LDL particle counts. All of the beta lipoproteins have a potential uh, to be atherogenic. Of course, part of their life cycle, they are not, but they can be. And all of the atherogenic particles are beta uh, particles or, you know, LDL particles. So that is uh, another uh, main myth. Another myth, we'll throw this in as a, as a bonus, number eight, is that you can tell that you have high cholesterol. Most people can't. The vast majority of people, if your LDL cholesterol is anywhere sort of in over 150, your total cholesterol, to up to like 250, 300, 350, you're not going to know. The people that can tell are people that have incredibly high uh, cholesterols. These are people that have these xanthelasmas under their eyes, which is a fatty deposition of uh, cholesterol or fat under your eyelids or around your eyelids or in your cornea even you know, in various areas, those are the only people that can really tell they have a high cholesterol problem. And it is, uh, it's an emergency. Those people need to get their cholesterol way, way down very, very quickly. Another myth is that if you're healthy and young and have no other metabolic issues that you don't need to worry about cholesterol. This is absolutely not true. You absolutely uh, have to worry about cholesterol, even starting at a young age. If you look at the PISA trial, PESA, the CARDIA trial, now the pre-CAD, the pre-CAD trial, all of them looked at young, healthy people. And they looked at very fancy imaging techniques, and they watched them for many, many years to see 
what happens. If you are young and healthy with no atherosclerosis, no insulin resistance, no coronary calcium score, no, you know, detectable atherosclerosis, you don't have chest pain, you've never had a heart attack, never had a stroke. If your LDL is above somewhere around the range of 90, you are laying down plaque. So quote unquote, normal LDL, you are laying down plaque and it's only a matter of time before you have some type of uh, thrombotic event or a cardiac or neurological event like a heart attack uh, or stroke. The next myth, you know, these keep building, I guess we're getting farther along here. I think we're on nine now. The next one is that you can eat whatever you want as long as you are exercising or otherwise healthy, similar to what we just talked about. You cannot eat whatever you want and expect your cholesterol to be fine or expect that nothing bad will happen because you're otherwise healthy and you exercise and you lift weights and you run marathons. Plenty of marathoners have had heart attacks. Plenty of young people that lift weights have had heart attacks due to extremely high cholesterol. Now, you would have to have some underlying elevated cholesterol to begin with, but the more saturated fat you eat, the higher you're going to push that cholesterol and the more difficult uh, it will be to lower unless you uh, change that diet. The next myth around cholesterol is that you can eat all the cholesterol you want and your cholesterol will never go up. So this is the whole question of dietary cholesterol. The dietary guidelines in 2015 came out and they said that generally overconsumption of cholesterol is not a problem in America because Americans don't generally overconsume cholesterol. People took that out of context and said, oh, the, the American Heart Association or the government guidelines say you can eat all the cholesterol you want. That's not what it said. It said that there's no fear or no risk of overconsumption because most men and women in the United States eat less than 300 milligrams of cholesterol a day anyways. They eat around 200 to 282, something like that, depending on if it's a man or a woman, and men were slightly higher. But there was no worry about overconsumption of cholesterol because we generally didn't overconsume cholesterol. But it's not true that eating cholesterol makes no difference. There are studies that show that at extremes of intake, you will have higher all-cause mortality and higher cardiovascular mortality. Now, we're not talking about like eating an extra egg or two a day. We're talking about people who eat like tons and tons of cholesterol. The, the study showed that any, any once you get over about 400 milligrams and all the way up to about 1,000 milligrams a day, all-cause mortality starts to rise as well as cardiovascular mortality. So while it's true that the vast majority of us probably don't need to worry about overconsumption of cholesterol, if you're on one of these diets, it's like an all-meat diet and you're eating tons of eggs and shrimp all day, you are at risk for possibly being one of these people that overeats cholesterol. Now, a lot of it also depends on whether you're a hyperabsorber of cholesterol or not, and we can get into the nuance, but even if you're not a hyperabsorber and we look at the aggregate level, if you are consuming close to 1,000 milligrams a day, your all-cause mortality and cardiovascular mortality is going to be higher. The next one is taking supplements will lower your cholesterol. I think we're on like 11 now. There are no supplements that are going to lower your cholesterol. There was a recent study published in the Cleveland Clinic, which I've talked about extensively. They looked at all of the most common supplements that people take 
that think will lower cholesterol. They looked at CoQ10, turmeric, cinnamon, fish oil, I don't know, berberine, garlic, you know, anything you can imagine. And they looked at whether or not those things lowered cholesterol or inflammation or a whole bunch of other markers. None of those supplements beat placebo. Placebo was a fake pill or a fake supplement. None of the supplements beat placebo. However, the lowest dose of Crestor, rosuvastatin, 5 milligrams, demolished your cholesterol. You had a 35 to 45% decrease in your cholesterol from even a baby little dose. It's all, Think of it as like a baby aspirin, a baby little dose of rosuvastatin. So there are no supplements available on the market today that will uh, lower uh, your cholesterol. So please make sure that you don't think you're going to lower your cholesterol by taking X, Y, and Z supplement. Most of them don't even contain what they say they contain, and most of them have been tested. And oddly enough, cinnamon in that study was shown to raise inflammation. Of all of the supplements, cinnamon actually raised CRP which is a inflammatory marker. The 12th myth is that you can lower your cholesterol by eating more chocolate or red wine or coffee or what have you. None of these things, like the supplements I just talked about, actually lower your cholesterol. None of these things are even cardioprotective. Wine and alcohol is generally considered toxic to cardiocytes, which are like heart muscle tissue. Saturated fat from chocolate is... uh, Mainly neutral, maybe even protective, slightly protective. I have a whole chapter on that in my new cholesterol book, which should be coming out soon. Click on the links below or in my description to find out when when that's coming out or how you can sign up to be notified first when it's coming out. Uh, the next one, I think we're on like 13 or 14 now, is that coconut oil is great for your cholesterol. No, coconut oil might be good for your skin and hair and nails and everything, but it does raise your cholesterol. It is absolutely a saturated fat. And in all of the studies, it does raise cholesterol. I have a whole chapter in my new cholesterol book dedicated to that uh, as well. And I think that kind of wraps it up. That's probably more than enough. If you have any questions, drop them in my community. The link to join is below. If you use the code one month right now, uh, you'll get the first month free. We talk about this stuff all day. We have Zoom meetings every week. And uh, That's a fantastic environment, social accountability group, uh, friendships form. Um, Highly recommend. And the reason I publish these is not for myself, people. It's for others so they can learn about heart disease, cholesterol, what to do, what not to do. So if you're liking this type of material, please share it with your friends and scroll down a little bit and give me a five-star review and leave some nice words in the comments. And I appreciate you all very, very much. Peace.